Segunda Show. I'm Mitchell Froome, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andras Jones. Welcome to Radio 8-Ball. Step up and give us a shake. We're here in your ear. This could be our year, the year of tempting fate. Wherever you are, perhaps in your car, your questions are put to song. Embrace your faith. There's no escape. Perhaps you'll sing along. Randomly or aligned with an order beyond all mortal can. Surrender all will to the warp and the woof of our gentle and good friend. Synchronicity. Synchronicity. And now, it's time for the Radio 8 Ball Show. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting them like musical tarot cards. Someone's messing with my wheel. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and here we are at Starburns Industries with our musical guests, I See Hawks in L.A. Hey, Andras. Hi. They're providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations today and inviting some wild and wonderful cats to join them in the studio to engage the pop oracle to ask their questions. We are joined by a man whose name suggests rhythm. He is Mike Tempo. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Mike Tempo. Hey, I'm so proud to be here. It's great to have you here. All right. Uh, I now the the I, I see from the notes that uh, that that was provided to me. You played in a band called the Bone Daddies. That's right. Yes. I actually uh-huh. played. I, I, this is what I'm gonna do with each show. I'm gonna have like a little tidbit that I a little tidbit where I connect with this. Oh, I yes. played with a, a guitarist who played with the Bone Daddies back in 1980, probably 88, 89. A guy named Philip Goff. Mm. Philip Goff. Yes. Yes. We. <laughs> Philip Goff. And he's still a Bone Daddy. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, once you're a Bone Daddy, you don't get out of line. It's like the Jets but, or the CIA. But, yeah. No, yeah <laughs> exactly. Uh, but but he's still playing gigs with us. Well, I'll, we'll be great. seeing him uh, Sunday. Well, tell him hi for Andras Jones from Mr. Jones in the previous. See if he remembers. He's got a pretty good memory. I have good memories of him. He played some groovy guitar. So, how do you know these guys, these cats? Mm. What makes you think I know them? (laughs) (laughs) They just pulled you off the street. That's right. You guys shouldn't always leave that back door open and beer in your refrigerator. No, I mean, Paul and I go go way back to when he was knee-high to a knee-high. <laughs> he was known as the kid when I first started playing Boy, with him. That's how long ago that that's was. That's how long ago it was, yeah. <laughs> And, 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 yeah. and everybody else in the band, well, I've been associated with musically one way or the other. And yeah. And proud of that, too. Any uh, any monumentally historic gigs you shared together, even historic in your mind and in the the architecture of your lives? Was there one gig you played where, like, remember that time in Tahunga or someplace oh, else? Oh, boy. I wish someone had kept a diary of the Bone Daddies because there was so much crazy stuff that happened. It's almost, like, impossible. What about when you were at Miller Beer Camp? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, well, we called it beer school. Uh, for a while, we were sponsored by Miller Genuine Draft. And uh, the, the, we'd get to go to Milwaukee for a week and drink Miller Genuine Draft. All you and, and listen to guys like Willie Dixon talk and people like that. So it, it was pretty cool. And at that point, the, 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 the program had some pretty hip bands on it, too. But so 
the that program? Was, that was, the, the Miller Beer Program. Uh, and I played, I, I played hardball with them and uh, demanded two cases a gig <laughs> of that piss. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, they did it. They came through with it. And, but the, no, but mainly they would buy ads in different towns. And uh, would that Icy Hawks in L.A. could have that nowadays when they go on tour. I mean, it was Pretty really sweet. cool. When you go into a town, the local rag would have a quarter-page ad of the gig that you were playing sponsored by Miller Beer. So it, it was a huge boon to touring while it lasted. Free guitar strings, too. Guitar strings. Everybody got stuff except the bongo player. <laughs> you know, I have a I have a little chip on my shoulder about Miller Beer because they came and they bought uh, the Olympia Brewery the, uh, in Olympia, and it had this beautiful fronting, this big uh, uh, the sort of horseshoe that's on the on the yeah, front of the uh, beer can yeah. on the brewery, and it said Olympia, and it was at the five. So you're coming yeah. up north on the five, and you yeah, I remember it. Make it before you make icon. that turn to Seattle, yeah. and to be that big thing. And they bought it, and they said they weren't going to change anything. And then they took down that face. Oh. Then they put up a Miller on it. Then they sacked the company, and then they left. Absolutely. And. You know, I, I appreciate them Milwaukee, doing nice stuff for bands. Milwaukee didn't win with Seattle. I'm oh, sorry. That's, uh, they they came and stripped mine my town, man. <laughs> stripped mine the soul of my town. Yeah, anyway. you got some good beer there now, some other beers. Oh, yeah, we got no. That. We're the, the home of all kinds of microbrews and whatnot. And, but. and Highway 99, do you guys play there? Uh, have you ever played there in Seattle? No, nope. you know, that's kind of mainly a blues place, but you guys would do great. There. Oh yeah, it's, it's right down by the, uh, the water with uh, Ferris wheel and stuff. Now Pike Place. That's two things I remember. Yeah, yeah. Pike Place. So, well, I have, a, I have a feeling that our musical divination is going to be a a rich and and probably conflicting one. Uh, so. Mike, do you it's know? Gotta, do you have a question? Oh, you you got <laughs> well, here's one. Here's the deal. You got one written down. I didn't follow directions. Paul said six questions, and I didn't realize it was six questions for the whole dang thing. So you have you wrote down six so questions. I got, well, more than that. But uh, so <laughs> I want you to so, read all of your well, questions. We'll really, We're going to answer uh, all of them uh, at uh, once. We'll we'll, uh, we'll let them choose. Uh, I, first, I'd like to know, first and foremost, I'd like to know how their spirit animal in this band revealed itself, and if there are any other spirit animals other than the aforementioned, you know what, in L.A. Uh, That's a good one, actually. That's a good one. I want to know about the, how the spirit animal revealed itself. Okay. I want to know, uh, in a country group, what do you think is the most... Zen-like chair requirement. Like, who has to have the most Zen uh, attitude to, you know? I know it's not Paul, no. but it could be between rhythm guitar, bass, and drums. Those, the, all of those just have to lay in the pocket so okay, so groovy. Yeah. Uh, What's your next that's question? That's a question. Okay. Your, okay. <laughs> uh, no one's ever done this before. I love it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Ha, has I.C. Hawks in L.A. 
hurt any cultures through cultural appropriation. <laughs> oh, I see. I, that might be a, that, that's, that, I think that, that got the laugh, that got the biggest yeah, yeah. laugh so far, so that's, that's, uh, okay. that's leading. Have any cultures been heard in the making of this production? <laughs> that's what I want Okay. Uh, I'd like to know about dreams from band members about other band members. If, oh. if ba members in the band have dreams about the band, I know they do, because all musicians do. But if other band members are in what they get to do in their dreams. Awesome. So, okay. We'll and uh, I, I wondered what the, what the people in the UK, what kind of country do they think you guys are? <laughs> and and uh, how, how do they see this band? I know they love it, and they probably see it as very, you know, Anglo roots in a lot of ways. But I, I was just curious, and they go, man, those guys go back and pitch hay, you know, or do they, what do they think? Uh, I'm almost finished. No, no, <laughs> this could go on forever. Uh, what's your favorite roadside attraction as a band? Okay. Uh, is butter and love all it takes to keep a band together? Well, that's a poetic one. <laughs> Butter and love. Some people say that's all, all, that's all you it need. Takes. That's all it takes to. I know you guys got to have a lot of that. So, yeah. And songs. We have a lot of love. Not so much but. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is that, is that the last one, or is there one more? Uh, are the facts of life conservative or progressive? Mm. Can I see? Can, mind if I see your list there for a second? Those are all. Amazing okay, plan. this is That's this a, is great. This is great. So, Tempo is all, is an, also a painter, and that is kind of a painterly list. You've yeah, got there. <laughs> you know, do do you mind if I do, can I do you mind if I pick the the pick one? I mean, it's gonna oh, please. Do. You're the host. Yeah. If yeah. you're listening, the thing, your the, show, the magic trick here <laughs> is that this this is this is like this is totally true. This song will answer all of these questions. Okay, there will be a way that we could do this with any one of these questions, and I invite the listeners to do that, to go back and think a bit. And we may end up doing some of that ourselves. But I'm going to pick the one that got the biggest laugh. Okay. And I think it's one that, you know, anyone who plays music, it's, a, it's sort of a, an issue that we're all, we can all think about. And it's, have any cultures been hurt in the creation of Icy Hawks and LA's music? That's a, I think that's a... <clears throat> Okay. And yeah, you know what? I will, you know, I'll, I'll throw my own and in the in the doing of Radio 8 Ball. Let's just we'll throw my we'll throw my my stuff into the mix as well. So yeah. I don't want to just like be judging you guys. I'm yeah. sure I'm culturally appropriating something. Um, so, let's now, find out. To engage the pop oracle, <laughs> you get to pick a card. Any card. Pick a card. Any card. Pick a card. Any card. Six song number six, singing in the wind. Oh, okay, interesting. A title that is already appropriating from Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Two, three, four.
That was Singing in the Wind with uh, Mike Tapa from the Bone Daddies yes. helping out on the percussion. I didn't yeah. even mention it. Tony, I, you were you said play it, Tony, but on the last song, Tony Gilkison joined in with you on the guitar. He sure did. Yes, yeah, some uh, fun musical friends here. Yep. Now, that was the answer to all of Mike's questions, but we're focusing, <laughs> we're jumping in, we're digging in first with the cultural appropriation questions. Have any cultures been... Uh, been hurt by cultural appropriation in yes. Icy Hawks in L.A. Yes. Now, before we get into <laughs> talking about, I, I, I can tell your uh, your desire to confess is deep. But uh, before we get to that, let's talk about where this song comes from. Let's talk about the song. Tell where, where who wrote this one? Uh, we wrote this song, Paul and I, um, along with a man from a different culture. Uh, Peter Davies of the Good Intentions, who resides in Liverpool, England. He's a Welshman, I believe, uh, but originally. Um, this song is about this uh, place that we've played uh, a couple times in Northern Ireland. It's a church in Northern Ireland. Um, 
and it was it's a desanctified church that's that beginning um and it's on this hill and it's very spooky and the minister of the church was the father of Emily Bronte Emily and Charlotte, Charlotte Bronte um so the second verse is sort of Wuthering Heights related and which is kind of Kate Bush in a little bit, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so that's certainly a cultural injury. Uh, <laughs> and, well, anytime, any place is desanctified, yeah. that's yeah. cultural appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're certainly appropriating the Irish culture, I think. Here, yeah, we sort know. of, we're, we're a bit infatu- infatuated with all things Celtic, I must admit. Yeah, but it's it's also diaspora. So you, yeah. you, you got an yeah. argument there. Yeah. Well, the yeah. church if you want is to talk literally blood, which is stupid. no. The church is <laughs> that we play. That my the, the Rob's talking about is my great great grandfather's townland, right wow. there. Literally two miles away is where the the O'Hares are from. Wow. So yeah, it's a, the song is very down. personal for and us. They used to walk two miles to church every day. Well, they would they would have gone to the Catholic uh, church, not the Protestant. Uh, it was a okay. Protestant church, um, right? Now like I'm in over my head. Okay, they would have walked to the pub. It had strange imagery in it. I remember that. Yeah, the pub was right there, of course. So what what do you think about that is the answer to your question? Did you hear any cultural appropriation? uh, Well, I mean, you know, as somebody who's been proudly appropriating culture all his life, uh, yes, in in a great way. I mean, to me, if you want to talk about that stuff, it's... uh, that is what growth is all about. That's what culture is about. It's spread, and sure, it gets lost, and it gets reinvented, and it's sad when one thing happens, and it's joyful when the next thing happens. And, you know, uh, Paul and I were in one of the very first bands in LA to be an African high life band with a with an African master drummer no and dancer, you know. Uh way back when. Yeah, the uh, Miller theme is kicking in again. So uh yeah, that was way before Miller, but uh so to me it's especially living in LA, that's yeah. what LA is yeah. all about. LA's yeah. you know, I've you know you guys are like a you know a rock band, L.A. rock band that has country influences. You know, we've appropriated <laughs> I mean, country music in in, a, in terrible ways. And, well, that's a that, <laughs> you weren't the first one to that party yeah, in California. Yeah, that's been no, a, maybe even from. worse if you think about L.A. rock. I mean, I just, yeah, <laughs> I just don't think cultural appropriation is possible. Is, well, is a problem. So here, of course not. I, yeah. I have yeah. an, I have an idea I wanna, that that comes from the song because the song is singing in the wind. Yes. I'm going to throw out an idea. So sure. if you are inspired by, I don't know, Native American culture and you want to do some Native American ritual and you go off into the woods and you go and do that ritual, mm-hmm. I don't think that's, you know, you're singing in the wind. I don't think that's cultural appropriation. If you do that and get booked to play at a venue and you take the place that might be played by a traditional Native American or that you might take the space that uh, that another that culture doesn't get to have i think that's when people get into talking about cultural appropriation mm. it's about access yeah but what if you and, made a call and you couldn't find one 
Well, yes, I'm no, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Then you got to do the gig. A right. gig's a gig. <laughs> but I think that I think that's sort of what the I think that the song to to people who do like you know what I try and do it here. I try and take everyone's point of view seriously, and I think there's a point of view that I totally agree with. Which I mean, everything I've done is appropriating some culture. I mean, I'm into rock and roll, and rock and roll is a is a massive act of thievery, which is perfect for America because America is a perfect a massive act of thievery. So it makes sense that our music would be would be re reflective of that and you know that's good or bad or whatever i mean we live in it it's what you know we, it's like fish arguing with the water which is the thing we live in so that's what we have but the song gives us this idea in the in the context of cultural appropriation of that there is i think that it and, and you might take it even broader when it's sincere and it's a reflection of that culture and you're doing it in a way that is that can be felt as respectful then it, then it somehow it gets away with the cultural appropriation, and if it feels like it's kind of using and disrespectful and taking up space that you know that might be taken up by a genuine shaman or a genuine practitioner of that, then it gets into that dicey territory where or someone's an Irish saying, "Priest, yeah," or someone's saying, "Hey, hey, hey, that why you know why do you white guys why do you get to be up there instead of me?" And I'm again, I I don't want to. I guess I'm trying to the one thing I people who listen to the show all the time will get sick of me saying this, but the ultimate goal of the show is to foster intelligence, which I recall the ability to not know, to stay in not knowing even about things that you're sure of. Um, and so in that way, like I kind of think both are true. I believe that there is some there's a point of view to be critical about people who use culture in a way that is disrespectful to the original thing and then there's another thing about being inspired by something and you just have the music in you and I don't care what anyone says I'm going to do that dance I'm going to sing that song no one is going to stop me if it's in me and you're not going to tell me it's cultural appropriation because I love it right well, well said my brother yeah so on both counts yeah well uh, I just want to try a little experiment here Let's just back up. Let's just pick one more of these questions and see if we can find the same in the same song. Find the answer to one of these questions. Was there? Let's do the butter and love question because that seems pretty absurd. Absurd. So the question was about butter and love. Well, what does it take to hold a band together? You guys mm -hmm. have been together a long time. Yeah. And, and uh, so, you know that's just a southern expression of, 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 of you'll ask a cook. You know. Uh, man, that's great. Yeah, didn't put anything in it but butter and love. Yeah. You know, what's the ingredients? <laughs> butter and love. So. so, singing in the wind, how do you, like, let's just play a little game. How do you, do you think there's a way that singing in the wind relates to that question? Hmm. The band is is stumped for a moment, I like this sitting, well, thinking. Well, the first thing that comes to mind for me is the that answer, butter and love, is evasive. Right? Well, well, well it's not an answer; it's a question. But it's like, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 but a butter is the 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 uh, uh, the, the concrete, <laughs> and love is the ethereal. See, I couldn't help but think of Last know? Tango in Paris, uh, so, and I think, did everyone? Am oh, I the only shoot, one? Now, is mine right there? That's uh, how it's kept us together. <laughs> Go get me a stick of butter. <laughs> Gets lonely passing through. Oh, uh, man. That well, image that just flashed in my mind is really not right. You better well, move on. You know, I mean, they said talk about corn cakes, right? Right? Yeah. Corn cakes you need butter for. Sure. You'd have so, you know. Oh, that, yeah. That, that's in there. And uh, I don't know what, what's drumbly roni? It sounds like. Drumbali roni. It sounds like something that, like a pasta. 
It's a place. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with the corn cakes. You know, it's just a place well, you love. I mean, like, I, it makes me think of guns and butter. Like, you know, is right. the is the other sort of phrase like. Um, and in that case, it's sort of guns are force and butter is sort of like it's like carrot and the, the carrot stick. and the stick. Yeah. You know, so the the butter is the carrot. So. And so love is the gun. <laughs> I'm trying to anal- keep up. Yes. In this uh, analogy. Yes. Ah. Yes. Love is guns the warm and gun. carrots <laughs> is my answer. Is what? My answer is what? Guns and carrots. Guns and carrots. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah, makes sense to me. I, I ate a carrot on the drive out. Well, here. well, well. Wow, that's it's pretty sinking. I can While see making it. love. <laughs> <laughs> Don't out him. <laughs> well, uh, this is. I, uh, <laughs> You ever listen to a baseball game and they say the great thing about the game of baseball is you can watch it every day and still some days you'll see something that has never happened before. I've been doing the show for 20 years. No one has ever shown up with that many with this many questions (laughs) and a bag full of percussion (laughs) instruments. Well, well, I actually have to confess, Paul said you can bring a shaker, but but it's like it's like that uh, Laurel. Our Yanni thing. When he said shaker, I heard bag of percussion instruments. (laughs) (laughs) A bag of bones from the uh, bone daddy. His Yanni was my laurel. That sounds dirty. Well, uh, I didn't say his Yoni. (laughs) Good for you. I'm not that different. (laughs) That's what I think. That's what I've been thinking. See, everyone's saying, is it Yanni or Laurel? I think... Sounds like Yoni to me. <laughs> Yoni Mitchell? Yeah. <laughs> this happened. You, you know what? So we did a tribute to Joni Mitchell here, and I brought that up. I was like, hey, we're talking about this mother energy, and the, and then and she's like the, the, the great Yoni. And, some, and afterwards, someone who was friends with her was on the show was like, I don't think it was okay that you were talking about her sacred Yoni like that. I'm like, <laughs> I don't. I think she'll understand it, what it meant archetypally. Wow. I don't think she's going to get bent More out of shape. More synchronicity. But you just did the same thing. Well, there you go. The yonic power of Joni Mitchell, the Bone Daddies, the spirit of Ireland, the cultural appropriation. It's uh, it's all in there, folks. It's all in there. Hey, Love man. and butter covered a lot of ground. I'm yeah, having, I'm having a great time at this show. Let's, uh, it's a let's, great let's concept. Let's order a pizza. Right? Yeah, thank <laughs> you, Mike. Well, you know, I have a feeling. Uh, I have a feeling that there's going to be more jamming that's going to happen. I, by the end of this set, it's going to be like the uh, the the, sh- the scene on the ship with the Marx Brothers. So they just keep piling more and more people into the room and more and more people into the room. The band keeps playing while the ship goes down. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you very much. You want to? Hey, be, yeah. we're going to go out. But you want to place a little bit of percussion on the, that we can go out on? Just like a little little rattle well, for right. me. Give me a roll to go out on, man. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities. 
connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio April Show. It's a cool show. Oh, 
Thank you.